Welcome to Learning Through Math, the podcast. I'm Laura at I Teach the Why. I'm Karina at Mrs. Cousins 5. Our mission is to inspire ourselves and others to keep learning and improving with passion. And hugs. You can find us at learningthroughmath.com and on Twitter at Laura and Karina. Come and join us on this journey of learning. Thanks for joining us. We are recording this in October of 2020. And welcome to episode 17, Teaching Math versus Teaching to a Test. This was inspired by one of our friends. Yes. We just want to thank you for that inspiration. You know who you are. (laughs) (laughs) We also want to give a shout out for another review that we got on the Apple Podcast. So exciting. (laughs) This one is by Claudia and it's titled My New Favorite Podcast. Yay! And it says, listening to Laura and Karina is like sitting with a couple of teacher friends at a cafe to chat about math education and reflect about our practices. These ladies have an authentic friendship that translate into great conversations. Oh, that's so sweet. It is. Collaboration and lots of laughs throughout the show. Laura and Karina's passion for teaching and learning is contagious and inspires me to be a better teacher. Thanks, ladies. That's the sweetest. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, I was going to say, so (laughs) other listeners, if you want to be given a shout out on our podcast, go ahead and write a review on Apple Podcasts. Or even on Twitter, give us some feedback and we will shout you out. That's right. Well, let's reflect on last week's episode, which was Exacards. Let me say how difficult it was this week to refer to them as exit cards <laughs> or tasks. I kept saying exit tickets. Okay. I kept saying it. So I just have to catch myself Mm -hmm. and stop. You were aware. Yes. If nothing else. Yes. Which put it in, now it'll be the forefront of your mind. Correct. Right. Well, to be honest, I didn't do any exit cards this week. (laughs) It Uh, is hard to squeeze. Listen, I had had ones planned. Mm Mm-hmm. But we didn't do them. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, on top of that, you know I've been a third grade teacher for the past two weeks because I filled in and that's what you do. Right. right? And assignments that I created for the kids and gave to them and they turned it in via Google Classroom. Honestly, haven't even looked at them. No. Where, where are people They're, finding the time? I, well, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, they're just sitting there. And I've deleted a few because I'm like, I'm never going to look at this one. So I just delete them off of the grade book. And then it's like, they don't even exist. (laughs) It makes me feel much better about myself. It's the equivalent of throwing them in the recycle bin. That's right. Like we talked about last (laughs) Exactly. That's right. Um, I also want to talk about brain breaks. And I know that that was on one of our previous episodes. And I just want to say I was so happy that the teacher had a PE listening section in her Google Classroom and one of the subtopics said dance break. So I oh, opened up nice. that that slide and she had a, about 10 different YouTube links that went right to Kids Box. I lived off of those yeah. this week. I told the kids every half an hour we have to get up and moving. Today they sat for about an hour and a half and one of the kids said to me can we please get up oh. and, and move? We've been sitting for 
and of course they gave me the wrong time and I was like all right we're gonna work on time right (laughs) teachable moment that's right elapsed time there it is but literally I had to get the kids up and moving and you know what's so hard is for the kids that are on the computer virtually to want to get up out of the 12 that I had on the computer I consistently had one two or three kids get up and do the dance party and I said to the kids I don't care if you dance or not but you have to stand up you have to to get the oxygen flowing yep I was getting a little annoyed with that move it extension because it was not always working even though I would disable it it would continue going so it's like a big red screen that pops up and like I'd be in the middle of my work and this red screen would pop up I'm like okay enough all right and I get it I get it So I removed it from my extensions and I have to put it back on because it really did. It stopped us Mm -hmm. and I need something to stop us. Well, I did also, I had so many alarms set on my phone this week. Oh my gosh. (gasps) I live uh, on my alarms. I have to remember to turn them all off now, except for the new ones that I need for next week. Right. But if I do set an alarm for every, let's say 20 to 30 minutes, at least on my phone, it'll go off and it'll remind me and then we can put on the dance party or the move it app. Right, right. Yeah, the Move It extension is really key. I love it because it, it'll tell you what to do. So oh. you don't even have to think. Think. Yeah, <gasps> it's just here, do this. Oh. Yeah, so I highly recommend it. I Darn do. It. Even though when you disable it, it still doesn't disable completely, <laughs> it's worth downloading. It oh. really is. I for- totally forgot about that. It's just like that one less thing, right? Yep. I don't have to plan for this. Yep. I don't have to think on the spot. What are we going to do mm-hmm. this time? And you can, of course, you can ask the kids what they want to do right but it's nice to just have it done and there it is and this is what we're gonna do all right let's share our good news for the week do you, you want to go, go first oh <laughs> I was gonna say do you want to go, go first? first no you go first okay last night was the beginning of our Florida Council of Teachers of Mathematics conference so it's our statewide math conference and of course we would have been together right. in Orlando this weekend but we're all sitting in our homes doing this virtually and we had a great keynote speaker then the next thing was our quote social hour yeah so about 90 people got into this zoom room wow and we played Kahoot and there were two rounds of it and in the first round it was 20 questions and it was all about teacher movies and famous teachers or something like that right. like things that you know most of us know right right, as right teachers and you know in Kahoot where they ask you for a nickname right well, I didn't write in Laura I wrote in it's me so we're playing the game and everything and about maybe on the fifth question I found myself at the top of the leaderboard out of like 90 out of 90 and nobody knows it's me because I wrote it's me I didn't write Laura right (laughs) so now my heart kind of starts beating a little faster (laughs) and then we get to like through question 10 and I'm still up on the top of the leaderboard and my blood pressure is (laughs) now going higher and higher we get to question 15 I'm still at the top and I'm thinking oh my god I gotta do this for five more questions well we get through question 20 I was at the top they said okay who's it's me so I unmuted and I un did the video you know I started the video and I put my arms up I go it's me <laughs> and uh, probably at least a third of the people in the room knew who I right, was right <laughs> oh my gosh so that was super fun so I I won a gift card oh wow yes. uh, 
that's awesome. I know. What's your good news? Yesterday, Alex, my daughter, Mm -hmm. she was showing me what they learned in math. Oh, yay. Okay, let me hear. Was it more supervising? (laughs) No, no, not this time. (gasps) Okay. She takes a sticky and she writes on the sticky two plus four equals seven. And then she wrote four plus two equals seven. And she said, you see, it doesn't matter which one you add first. It's the same. You get the same. So I said, huh, that's really interesting. Why don't you go get the tiles? (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you go get the tiles, the color tiles that I have? Because everything, you know, I still have everything in my in my house. Right. Why don't you get the color tiles and let's prove that that's true. Let's see it. So we get out four blue ones and two red ones and she counts them and she counted six and then she counted them again. (laughs) She's got to verify. She's like, wait a minute. Six. (laughs) So she counted them again and she's like, oh, it's six. And I said, hmm, it's six. So what are we going to do? And she went and threw out her sticky. (gasps) And I said, what did you do? She said, I I went to throw it out. It was wrong. And I said, and that's where like I had a moment where I have to, I have to decide right now how she is going to write. My reaction Mm -hmm. is what is going to affect her later and how she deals with mistakes. Yes. So I said, go get it from the trash. Go get it from the trash. Like, like urgently, right? Like, go get it. So she went, she went back, she got it. She comes back and she's like, but it's wrong. And I said, but that's okay. Let's, let's fix it on the post-it, right? And she's like, but there's not enough space and there's not enough. What? I'm like, that's okay. Let's just go ahead and fix it. So what are you going to do to fix it? So she crossed out the seven. She's like, I don't know where to write it. I said, just write it over here. So she wrote it there and wrote it on both. Mm -hmm. And I said, this is so amazing. I'm going to stick this up on my wall and keep it there so that we can show like how good your thinking was and how you were able to show your mistake and prove your mistake. And I said, go downstairs right now and tell daddy, like tell him I made a mistake. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yay. Yeah. So she ran down the stairs with her sticky in her hand oh. and she's like, daddy, daddy, I made a mistake, but now I know. Yeah. Gosh, I want to cry. I know. Because- it was I'm so happy. Yeah, it was such a good mo- it was just one of those like it was defining just defining yes, moments. Yes. It really was. 100%. Think about even when we're teaching our fifth graders and they make a mistake. Right. How excited we get. And they're probably looking at us like we have four heads. Yeah. You know, what yeah. are you talking about? Well, and- when they get like different answers, oh, I'm like, yeah. yes. yes. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, we're going to have a discussion. (laughs) Oh, I say, we're going to have a debate. Sometimes I I say, we're going to have a fight. I mean, we're going to have a great debate. And they start laughing, (laughs) you know, because I want them to justify who's right and why. And then the kid that got it wrong, I say to them afterwards when they figure out their mistake. Right. I try to celebrate them so much. I'm like, listen, you learned the most right now. I am so happy for you. All these other people, they 
knew it. They didn't learn anything, but you, you learned something. That's so good. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to steal that. That's so good. Yep. Let's get into today's topic. Absolutely. It's this is a big one. This is not something we can talk. Why do I feel like we say that every single time? This is not something we can tackle in less than twenty minutes. I mean, everything is like this. But this is just. This is beyond us. This is beyond testing. Is is. <sighs> Yeah, and I I think everyone that's listening probably side with us yeah. at the same time. Yeah, for sure. But it's out of control. It is out of control. Especially, I think it's more obvious now yes. how out of control it is because of everything going on. You saw the Jerry Brooks video, right? Where he calls up the parent and says, yo, you're first grader. <gasps> they got so many, right? We're moving your kid up to fifth grade. <laughs> and then at the end, he's like, mom, dad, stop doing the work for your child. <laughs> right? Yeah. And we can talk about equity right now that nothing is equitable no. right now especially when it comes to assessing yeah. the only thing I, I just got to thinking back to when we were talking last week and you said you were going to build in time to, to talk with your kids one-on-one that's the assessment time yeah that's when you're going to know what the kids know or not yep yeah end of sentence yep <laughs> Period. (laughs) One thing that I have definitely learned in the past two weeks is that I am 100% a CRA teacher. I am Mm -hmm. a build, draw, write, think, and talk. CRA, in case you've forgotten, is concrete, representational, abstract. And I just put it in kid language. Build, draw, write. And last year I added on think and talk because I don't want to do the thinking. I don't want to do the talking. I want them to. We have to stop teaching shortcuts. Yes. And stop teaching too the test. Yeah. One of my friends called me up today yeah. to vent. And listen, we're recording this on a Friday night, which we never do. Yeah. And can you just tell tell them how exhausted I mean, you I are? yeah, like, I'm I'm like laying almost laying <laughs> down on this couch <laughs> recording. So tired. But she called me after school. We had a great conversation and she and I came kind of came up with this sentence together because she wanted a good defense when people say you need to teach it this way so the kid gets this question right on the test. Okay? Right. So this is what we came up with and you all can steal this as much as you want. If we teach mathematics for understanding, the students will be able to solve any problem. We have to teach conceptual. We yeah. have to teach with concrete things. Yeah. Now, the, the kids that I was working with the past two weeks have no manipulatives at home. They weren't in right. the bags, whatever. So I've been going and... Well, you sent home stuff. I We, we didn't even send home stuff. Well, the textbooks. Oh, okay. Came I t- see. Those things. I you thought know, you meant like, like a little bag of manipulatives. No. I know some, some yep. schools did that. Some schools did that. And I think some of the teachers at my school did it, but I don't know because I yeah. haven't been able to, to talk with anyone. By the way, talk... Tell them about the isolation right now oh, as teachers. Oh, gosh, it is. It's, it's, I was telling a coworker of mine, I'm like, I miss you. Like, I, I feel like I haven't seen you. And it's, and we you haven't. probably haven't. We haven't. Because we can't get together yeah. in any place. Yeah. It's. When, when you go and drop off your kids at Fine Arts, I don't know about you, but this week I went back to my room and took off my mask yes. so I could breathe yep. while I was doing more planning. I don't have, I can't see anybody. No. If I see anybody. 
anybody it's kind of passing in the hallway that's exactly right yeah so I think that that's another reason why I'm so tired mm-hmm. it's because the the loneliness of it yes you know already teaching is a very isolating profession because mm-hmm. you're in your room with kids even though you're with kids all day mm-hmm. you're not with adults and and right? I, and I think we were getting to a point where we would just barge into other people's classrooms during breaks to right talk right to vent to decompress to yeah. think about new ideas right even the PLCs like at least we got together in person right it really goes to show like people I I get energy from people oh for sure you know and for sure this is not no helping me at all no I know but back to the with the CRA at least with the kids this week I taught all math visually I either went on braining camp or I know in that whole bitmoji craze thing there's so many pages of virtual manipulatives that bring you to toy theater and everything wherever you need to go sometimes I just drew on the smart panel trying to remember that I have to do it with Jamboard and not the pen on the smart panel because the kids at home can't see the pen from the smart panel so you have to use at one point I I put a a band-aid on my finger because my finger it was almost a paper cut but I think it was a burn because I was using my finger on the smart panel for two weeks so I had to put a band-aid on and by the way the band-aid did work with Jamboard yes So that was good. But then I went to other fingers. Right, right. You know, too. And we were, I was teaching them multiplication. This was just the beginning, right? What would you do in third grade? I would have all the colored tiles out. Yes. And we would be building arrays. Yes. I went to braining camp. I popped up the linking cubes one. And in the bottom corner, there was a 10 frame with a question mark. I pulled that up and automatically it starts as a three by four array, but you can manipulate it to be any size array. And I was writing on top of that I was which I found out the kids couldn't they see couldn't see that either oh, uh, no. and I was like no uh, so I moved the camera computer in front of that right it, listen I got it was a whole three thing. to four yeah. monitors going yeah. at one time it's crazy <laughs> but we can't teach shortcuts and tricks do you know I really want to do a dive into the history of the standard algorithm for multiplication because I know that took hundreds of years and the reason now I remember reading this somewhere was to save ink because ink was so precious and paper was so precious back then so they were doing little shortcuts so they wouldn't have to write out everything really yeah so I'll look that up I'll write that in my little notes for myself to do it I want to do a deeper dive into the history of the standard algorithms all four operations wow I had no idea yeah another thing I wanted to talk about was the enormous amount of wait time that I developed over these past two weeks you would be so proud of me (laughs) I at one point I just sat down and I mean after maybe 30 to 40 seconds of waiting and waiting and waiting I finally just sat down because the kids knew by day six, seven, I was not giving them the answers. Right. So I would literally wait for someone to give me something, whether it was right or wrong. Yeah. And if it was wrong, let's go in that direction and see where it leads us to the right place. Right. Oh, man. I had to do so many things, though. To Like, I had to self-talk. I had so much self-talk. Shut up, Laura. Shut up, Laura. <laughs> Don't say anything, Laura. Keep your mouth shut, Laura. 
Laura. Let the kids do the thinking and the talking. And they rose to the occasion. Yeah. Well, when we were virtual, I literally had to take my hand and put it <laughs> over my mouth. And the kids were laughing. But I, I had to do it because I didn't want to give it away. Give it away. Yep. Yep. And I want to go back. Can you read that quote again? I think it's so powerful. Read that. Read that again. Sure. If we teach mathematics for understanding, the students will be able to solve any problem. You know, it's interesting because I feel like I've been saying this for years when it comes to reading. If a child can read well and loves to read, loves to read, I think that's the key, loves to read and just devours books, is a reader, they will do great on the standardized assessment. It doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. you know? It doesn't matter if you do this type of question or read the questions first and then go back into the passage or read the passage two times. If they are a reader, they will do great. Yep. You just reminded me of Jim Trelease's The Read Aloud Handbook. And that's one of my all-time favorite reads to read as a parent and as a teacher. The first half of the book tells you all the compelling reasons why you need to be reading aloud to your kid from birth to college. Now, I'm going to put in there, yes, I stopped reading aloud to Christian when he started becoming a reader. And I knew better, but things just, you know, you got soccer and you got taekwondo and you got this and that. And I should never have stopped. Okay, People that are parents of small children never ever ever stop reading to your children and of course you're not going to read a baby book to your college level kid and everything but anyways the second half of the book is a treasury of read alouds and it says even like this you're not going to read a book to a kid that can read the book themselves so let's take Dr. Seuss's Hop on Pop right I'm not going to read that to a five year old or six year old if they can read to themselves because their listening level is, is much, higher, yes, right. much greater than their reading level. Right, which is why in reading, the the general rule is when you do a read aloud to do it a year or ahead. Or two. Right, right. Of, exactly. Of where, whatever grade level you're teaching. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And one of the best parts of that book that I absolutely loved, and I, I saw him speak in person, gosh, it was probably 20 years ago now. And I also did a book club at previous schools for parents to come in and discuss this book and it was in this video we had vhs back then oh my gosh (laughs) that's why i'm saying this 20 years ago but he goes on to say that you know after you read a book you you discuss it right right it's not like when you go watch a movie with your spouse you don't come back to the car get paper and pen out of the glove box and you're like so what's the main character of the story yeah what was the setting of the story you don't do that you have a discussion yes about the book yeah Which I think is where we are finally, some of us, moving in math to have the kids talk. Yes. If you have never seen classroom discussions, and I know Suzanne Chapin, I'm pretty sure that's one of the authors, and I have it sitting on my shelf over there, so I will double check it. We will put it in our show notes, okay? and we will put it on our resources page. But classroom discussions, and I think they renamed it recently to Math Talk or something like that. People, you have to read this book or go to their website or find out something about how to have good discussions in math because we are not the answer givers right we are the facilitators of learning yeah and we are not the test preppers 
That's right? right. We're not test preppers. We need to stop doing that. Yes. We are the facilitators of learning, period. Mm-hmm. And if anyone can come up with a better title for us, teachers, <laughs> I, I would love to know a better one. I think probably in the past, teachers were regarded as the fountains of knowledge. Yes. They were. Yeah. But... I think we've, we've finally turned that page. Yes. Where we're not the sage on the stage. No. And we're not the guide on the side. We need to be the meddler in the middle. Right. Which I totally stole from a podcast I listened to. And I'll link that one in the show notes. I know it was Kyle and John's. I don't remember which episode it was. But whoever said she was the meddler in the middle, I said, ooh, I'm definitely stealing that yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I want to add. Only my- one more thing? <laughs> Okay, all right, I lie. An important point I want to make is that there are teachers that just teach math as a set of procedures to memorize. Uh But it's so much more fun to teach math as understanding. So so let's like sparking that that joy and that passion for teaching math, teach it in a way that engages the kids and makes them want to understand. That was great. (laughs) I don't think I could have said that any better than than you just did. Oh, thank you. Yeah. For real. Yeah. I mean, it really is. It's so much more fun to teach it that way. Okay, I'm just going to say one more thing. In the, for the past two weeks when I've been teaching in that third grade class, I've been teaching all subjects and math on her schedule is the one o'clock to two o'clock oh. hour. And when I first got in there, I was like, no, no, what? No. So by the way, I totally infused math throughout the day, but I did do the the big math lesson. Yeah. But I did Ken Ken's throughout the yeah. day. Yeah. I did open middles throughout the day, you know, just to get kids excited and everything. Well, I found out last night that the teacher is returning on Monday and the principal had come into the classroom and told the kids that their teacher was coming back on Monday. I had the kids write me because I was teaching uh, parts of a friendly letter today. So I had the kids write a letter to me and I said, what I want you to to write about in there, P.S. it was on Google Docs and they were typing, was the best thing that I did with them these past two weeks. Now, I'm going to tell you, honestly, I haven't looked at all of them. However, the ones that were in the room that uh-huh. I kind of looked over their shoulder, yeah. what do you think they all wrote? Like the Ken Ken and the those? They wrote math. Oh, they just all just, they just, just math, period. They just put math, oh. period. And I think it was because I was so yeah. excited about right. it. And I'm going to tell you, on the first Monday, I was completely dreading it because I thought my energy is going to be zapped by yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. But I, you know what? Math is my passion. It right. really is. Yeah. So as I rose to the you know and did silly things and everything so did they yeah and they were kind of like what it's the end of the day we have to sign off you know and and I was like yeah we will I'll see you tomorrow love you bye Bye. (laughs) because I'm really tired now (laughs) that they were excited about math and it didn't matter what time of the day it was because I showed enthusiasm for math. That's all. I mean, that's always the key, right? Yes. You have to have, you have to perform and you have to be in it because when you're not, that's when they're, the kids aren't either. Exactly. Yeah. Sit up, feet down. Yeah. Don't put your camera off. Turn your camera on. Oh my gosh. All of the, 
God bless all of us because right. this is... Yeah. All right, let's just go into the challenge for this week. Your challenge for this week is to join us in the conversation on Twitter, teaching math versus teaching to a test. I want to hear what everybody's thoughts are, don't you? Oh, yeah. I just... This is a hot topic. Hot topic. <laughs> let's get it started. Yeah, for right? sure. <laughs> Can't wait to read all the comments. Maybe we should put like a hashtag, we're on fire, you know? <laughs> Sure. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. We invite you to join the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag learning through math. We'd love to hear your feedback. Make sure to tag us at Laura and Karina. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. To you too. <laughs>